Welcome to ReCommerce, a podcast for e-commerce wearable brands navigating technical complexity and change. Brought to you by Command-C. Hello, I'm Tiffany Kukta, tech lead at Command-C. I'm here with Sarah Bacon, our founder. Hey, Tiff. So today we're going to talk about the options for merchants who are on hosted solutions, such as Shopify or BigCommerce, to get their B2B businesses selling online. This represents some unique challenges, as we know. But first, let's talk a little bit about the current landscape for B2B e-commerce. Forrester estimates that B2B e-commerce will reach $1.8 trillion and account for 17% of all B2B sales in the U.S. by 2023, which means a few things. It means that currently having a B2B site is a huge differentiator, and it means that there's increased competition and pressure for B2B merchants to have an online e-commerce presence. There are also some really creative and exciting opportunities for B2B because of the digital channel. Uh, Opportunities like personalization, customer loyalty, and to leverage data to make decisions, business decisions, that weren't previously available or at least weren't easy in offline channels. Uh, But we'll save that for another podcast (laughs) for now. Let's keep the focus on how to get around some of the barriers to creating a B2B presence on a hosted solution. So one of the biggest, most obvious challenges is the fact that we're talking about two very distinct customer experiences. Your sort of retail business that is selling directly to customer with small orders. I mean, even even folks who are ordering 10 or 20 or something are still ordering a a comparatively small amount. That user experience is necessarily very different than the user experience that you want to present to someone who's purchasing thousands of your product or who may need to purchase it on a regular basis. Um, Additionally, as we start to look at the differences between the customers, between the user experience that we're providing them, we have to think about business-related things such as pricing. So how do you determine how the platform is going to display and also process checkout for pricing that is very, very different? And this sort of dovetails nicely into an analysis of customer groups. You know, um, we've put together B2B solution plans for uh, customer-based pricing that differs per customer. And then we've also done it where it's nice and easy to chunk it into groups. Sometimes those formulas are straightforward. Sometimes we're looking at, you know, ah, oh, well, the, uh, the the B2B price is, is 10% reduced from the B2C price. And so that's a very easy formula for us to apply to, to showcase pricing across the board. But it's not always that simple. And so having the technological mechanisms in place to determine not only what the what the customer is going to see, but how they're going to place that order and then ultimately how they're going to check out. Um, those all become challenges that we have to tackle. I mentioned how they're going to check out. And when we think about that, we're talking about something as basic as payment methods. It often doesn't make sense to put 
an enormous order on a American Express card and call it a day, oftentimes, you know, B2B merchants will have a very well-established system for handling, uh, for handling payments. Uh, a lot of times it involves a purchase order. And so understanding how those payments need to be processed and how that differs between your customer groups, as you can see, your, your e-commerce platform starts to get more and more complicated the more cases we consider. Um, as we move from payment, then we have to think about shipping. Uh, it's not the same to ship 20 pallets of something to a location as it is to send a single box through UPS. And so mm-hmm. understanding how those shipments get routed and how you're going to communicate that information to your warehouse, how the, how that shipping data gets communicated back to the end customer, all of those things, again, add layers of complexity on top of what you know otherwise seemed like a pretty basic endeavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those are some of the challenges of B2B itself. What are some of the challenges that are unique to a hosted platform like Shopify or big commerce that are, um, I guess, uh, what are, you know, there are specific constraints to a hosted platform, um, such as those two that we don't encounter in the same way. Uh, with an open source platform like Magento. So I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about the challenges for a merchant who's really committed to a hosted platform or perhaps is already running a profitable B2C business on a hosted platform and how they um, find themselves sort of constrained with a situation like that. Yeah, I think the, the the biggest one that comes up all the time for me really has to center around aggregation of inventory and, and sharing inventory between the two types of experiences. Um, it's, it's just, it's very important to protect yourself against overselling, especially when we're talking about the potential for an absolutely enormous order to come in. And so making sure that you've established a mechanism that lets you share inventory between those experiences can become challenging when you don't have full, complete control over checkout, for example, or full, complete control over the actual price of a product. Um, you know, we find that in hosted platforms, the data structures are rigid and that's, that's you know, a, a humongous pro, but it also can be a bit of a con when we need to be able to have them be a little bit more flexible than they are. So defining 25 separate customer level prices for a single product is just not something that is supported without a little extra help in any of those hosted platforms. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about some strategies for solving this scenario? Yeah. So I think what I'd like to do is really think about this as a little bit of a a decision tree. And so the, the first thing to think about is, does the platform have a native solution for supporting B2B? And if so, let's learn a lot about that and figure out if it works for us. And if not, then we sort of go down this other path, which I'll be happy to talk through the details of, where we look at solutions that, you know, looking at it from the outside, some folks might say these are workarounds, uh, but I, you know, they're, they're real solutions that are, that are viable and that can work. And as long as you understand the implications of each. So Shopify has a wholesale channel. Let's talk about that solution first. 
Yeah, the wholesale channel is a is a really great way to solve that inventory problem. It's a great way to solve the inventory problem because all of the store's inventory is managed inside the Shopify instance and the wholesale channel is truly a channel. Um, it's, it's just sort of another place to list the product. Um, the challenge with the wholesale channel from Shopify specifically is that you don't really get a ton of control over the user experience. And, you know, Shopify has done an absolutely amazing job putting together a user experience that meets many merchants needs. But if yours differ from that, you don't have the same level of control that you have over the B2C site for stylizing the front end, customizing the user experience, even establishing pricing can still sometimes require some additional help. And so the wholesale channel is a super great solution if you have a very basic set of needs. And if you, for example, are, are, really comfortable with the workflow that you've already established and know that your customers, your B2B customers aren't going to have a problem with using this type of user experience. So in other words, if the wholesale channel already matches very closely to what you're already doing um, or what you want to be doing, then you have the opportunity to leverage something like this without a lot of modifications. Um, There are other platforms that have native B2B built-in solutions as well. Um, You know, Big Commerce has one. Magento, which is not a hosted platform, has a pretty robust B2B suite built into it after version um, 2.2 anyway. And so considering those tools that have a native application is probably a good fit for you if your needs are already really aligned well with them. Mm-hmm. Most of the merchants we work with struggle a little bit with being unable to control the user experience because everyone's just a little bit different and they want to be able to optimize, right? Which is a whole other podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, totally. You're listening to ReCommerce, a podcast for e-commerce wearable brands navigating technical complexity and change. Brought to you by Command-C, a development team that saves e-commerce retailers from outdated tech and ineffective operations, with a strong focus on Magento and Shopify+. Plus. You can learn more about how we help at commandc.com. So... I can imagine many businesses thinking there's no way that this is going to work for me. Uh, Or after signing up for Shopify Plus and thinking that they could use the wholesale channel, coming to realize that on a deeper dive, their business requirements are maybe just a little bit more complex than the wholesale channel can accommodate, or they want to grow in ways that feels some somewhat limited with the wholesale channel as it stands now uh, in Shopify. What sort of recommendations do you have for merchants who fall into this category? So there are really two ways to think about making that work for you. And the first one is the one that probably comes up most often if you do a search or if you talk to anyone who has, you know, a little bit of exposure to this world. And the suggestion is, Oh, there's, there's an app for that. 
And yes, <laughs> there are a ton of really amazing apps in the, let's, you know, just use Shopify as our, as our guinea pig here in the, in the Shopify ecosystem that will accomplish and, and overcome a lot of the challenges that we mentioned earlier. You know, they'll allow you to get special customer pricing in front of customer groups. They'll allow you to modify that pricing at, you know, at the point that the, the customer is checking out. Uh, they will also, you can leverage apps to think about using an inventory management system that would help to keep all of your, your inventory earmarked between B2B and B2C. You can leverage Shopify scripts if you're a plus customer to get pricing modifications in the cart. So you can start to add all of these things on. You can add these layers. Um, you can also accidentally very easily create app soup where you're, you're looking at requiring a ton of third-party code to support what is an essential business function for you and will only become more so as you move forward. Um, so there are some, some challenges and some concerns with doing that. We also we do a lot of theme customization to support things like this. Um, so I mentioned earlier that the shopping experiences necessarily differ quite a bit. Um, and that's that often means that what you need is a big bulk ordering tool. So you need a, a page on the site that just lists all the products and allows someone to go through it like a spreadsheet. I'm so sorry that I said that, but like a spreadsheet <laughs> and check off. Don't hate off. on spreadsheets. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> and check off all of the 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 quantities for everything that they want to order. Um, and that's, you know, that's a very common, comfortable B2B experience for ordering. But if your store hosts several thousand products, how do you generate a user experience like that that isn't terrible? Right. Um, and, you know, that's a design problem, but it's one that we can solve by customizing the front end of the store. But again, now we're just layering complexity into your single Shopify store because you have a whole subset of templates and functionalities that apply only to your B2B customers. And at a certain point, if you've already created all of this separation and you've already done all of this, it might actually make more sense to leverage the second solution that I feel often comes into play here. And that is probably the one I've seen the most success with. And that is to actually just sort of bite the bullet and manage two separate customer experiences, manage two separate Shopify stores. The biggest challenge you have to overcome when you do that is that you need a way to handle aggregate inventory. Mm -hmm. And there are tons of great tools out there that can sort of exist as your ERP hub that handle inventory management and then can also grow the operations end of your business by, you know, thinking about order fulfillment and transmitting shipping information back to the customer, et cetera. So, you know, though it does create a little bit of duplication and we do have to work very hard to eliminate that duplication. It lets the pieces that are necessarily different really shine as being necessarily different. And it lets you create an experience that's exciting because let's face it, the purchasers who are purchasing from your store also use the internet to buy things for themselves and they expect the experience to be good and they should expect it to be even better B2B than it was B2C. Unfortunately, that's not really the reality right yet. 
And there's just so much opportunity in in nailing that when so many businesses have not yet achieved an amazing digital B2B experience. Like the the leverage, the possibility in achieving that is just a major business case. I, I would absolutely agree with that. Um, and I, I think that that I mentioned it as a design problem. And I think that that design problem, you know, like you mentioned, Sarah, there's so much potential there. There's so much room to grow because B2B has historically been done, you know, over the phone or with spreadsheets. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, there's so much potential. And I, I want to bring the word innovation to the table. Like, I think that this industry is just going to be blown wide open once merchants are comfortable and accepting that, yeah, they might need a little more uh, staffing to deal with the idea of having two different stores. But the potential for revenue and increased margins is, you know, in in areas that haven't ever been explored in B2B are just uh, exponential. Yeah. And, you know, as a, as a developer, I really, really, really don't like to repeat myself, right? Like I, it's a whole philosophy not to build things twice, but this is one of those rare cases where the, I think the, the point for me where I realized that maybe having two separate stores is the right answer is when I realized that these are two completely different experiences and problems to solve for. Mm -hmm. Totally. Awesome. Well, this was a really informative conversation. Thanks, Tiff. Thanks, Sarah. I enjoyed chatting about it today. All right. Talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. We hope you join us again for another episode of ReCommerce. commerce